15 of In the Abstract, the Lakeland Title Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Jossan, the founder and owner of Lakeland Title. Uh, for this episode, we're going to answer the question, can you get out of a real estate contract? Now, first, some caveats. Uh, we're only going to go over the uh, state-mandated Louisiana residential purchase agreement. So that's the purchase agreement that is mandated to be used for any residential purchases in Louisiana. So if you're buying or selling a commercial property, you would use your own um, contract that you know either your attorney or your commercial realtor would come up with. So it's going to have different provisions than, than the one that I'm going over. Uh, also, this should not be construed as legal advice. So you should always consult your own attorney if you're going to try to break a real estate contract because it is a serious obligation. And so you don't want to do anything that could get you in trouble. So don't just listen to me, some guy on YouTube. Uh, consult your attorney in your jurisdiction to make sure that uh, you're doing everything the proper way. So with that, we'll get into uh, the Louisiana Purchase Agreement. So uh, other states probably have similar state-mandated purchase agreements. The one in Louisiana uh, is formulated by the Louisiana Real Estate Commission. So your state's Real Estate Commission might have uh, something similar that you could go look at and, and read through. Um, so in the Louisiana contract, uh, once a contract is signed, the first thing that happens is there's an inspection period. And so that inspection period is 10 to 14 days. And during that inspection period is when you're allowed to find out anything about the property that you want to know. So you can have an actual like physical inspection with the home inspector. Um, you can find out, you know, what's the zoning, what school district is it in, what's the lot size. You can have the property surveyed. You can get a surveyor out there to actually measure the property if you want to. Uh, you can find out the history of the property. Anything you want to do, that's your time during that inspection and due diligence period to find out everything you want to know about the property. And during that inspection period, if there's anything you find out that, that you don't like about the property, something that's unsatisfactory that you didn't know before, you can legally use that as a reason to get out of the contract. So it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter how major or how minor. You can just say, you know, I found this thing. I don't, I don't like the property anymore. You know, let's call it off. And that's fine. And there's, you know, really nothing that, that the seller can really object to, uh, you know, about that. Uh, now, if you're on the seller side, if you're the seller and you're trying to get out of that contract, the buyer could request you know, certain repairs or remedies from things that they learned during that inspection period. And you could just refuse to do that. You're under no legal obligation to make any sort of repairs or remedy any uh, things with the property uh, for the buyer. You can just refuse. Now, on the other side, the buyer can just say, fine, we'll still take the property in the condition it's in or with these you know, apparent problems. Uh, and then you're still stuck. But you know, that's something that, that maybe could work. Um, the second avenue, if you're financing the purchase of the property uh, in the Louisiana contract, you list out your financing conditions. So you say in the contract that this is going to be a finance sale and these are the terms that I want to get. So you would say, you know, 3.5% mortgage over 30 years, anything else, you know, FHA loan, VA loan, whatever it is, you would specify all the various financing conditions in the contract uh, to, purchase the, to purchase the home. And so, and that becomes part of the contract. So it says, if you can't meet those financing conditions or get financing according to those conditions, then, you know, that is an opportunity for you to terminate the contract. Now you actually have to make a good faith effort to get that financing. So you can't just go to one lender, get rejected, and then that's it. You have to go to at least a couple lenders, um, you know, to try to make it work. And you have to provide them with the documents that they ask for and all those kind of things. You have to actually cooperate and act in good faith to try to get financing. But if it really can't happen, you can say to the seller, I can't get financing. We need to terminate this contract. Now, the seller can say, 
under the contract, they have the, the option to provide that financing themselves. So they could come in and step in and be the lender and just say, I'll lend you the money, I'll, I'll mortgage the property, and I'll just hold the mortgage just like a, a bank would. And that is an option available to sellers. Uh, not a lot of sellers will do that uh, because if you don't have a paid for home, you have to pay off that mortgage on the property before it can be transferred. And so a lot of people just don't have that kind of cash laying around where they can pay off their mortgage and then owner finance a property. And it makes a lot of sellers just very uncomfortable in general, but you know that is an option they have. So the, the financing uh, situation isn't always gonna be 100% of the time get you out of a contract. You know, whereas you know finding something in the inspection period, that can. Um, the next one is gonna be the appraisal. So if the sale is conditioned on an appraisal, which it doesn't have to be, but it is an option, you can make the sale conditioned on an appraisal. Um, and you know, usually if you're financing it, the lender is gonna require that you make the uh, agreement conditioned on an appraisal. And let's say that the property doesn't appraise uh, for the price that, you know, that was agreed to. So it appraises for less. Um, you would have the option to get out of that contract, but the seller also has the option to just lower the price to that appraised price. So the seller can just say, we're going to lower it to the appraised price and you're still stuck in that contract. But if the seller refused to do that and said, we're not going to lower it to the appraised price, but, you know, we'll, we'll lower it to, you know, $2,000 more than the appraised price. Well, then the buyer can just refuse to accept that and say, no, we're going to terminate this agreement. So those are some of the kind of options there. Um, and so those are the, the legal options that you would have uh, within the contract. Now, there are some other more personal options of just ways that you could try to negotiate it and work it out. Uh, you know, if, if you're a buyer or seller who wants to get out of the contract, you can just always just ask and just say, look, you know, I made a mistake. I don't want to buy this property. Is there any way we can terminate the contract? And a lot of times, if, if too much time hasn't gone by where the property hasn't been, you know, tied up and off the market for too long, a lot of times, you know, that'll be fine. And everybody will just go about their business and, you know, try to find a new person to, to buy the property and, and it's no big deal. So that can sometimes work. Um, but, you know, if they really wanted to hold you to the contract, they could do that. And in the contract, the stipulations for you defaulting on that contract, if you just said, I'm not doing it, I'm not selling this property, or I'm not buying this property, then, uh, you know, the damages are pretty high. So in the contract, well, you can always just terminate the contract, but the other option is you can demand specific performance, which is the court would actually force, you know, the defaulting party, buyer or seller, to either buy or sell that property. Now, on the buyer's side, that's a little more difficult because, you know, a court can't make money appear. So, you know, a judge can order that you buy this property, but if there's no money, there's no money. But on the seller side, it happens frequently um, where a seller can be forced to sell a property uh, because they're not, uh, you know, having to come up with any money in that situation. Uh, so, I mean, there have been situations that I've seen where a court will order, you agreed to sell this property to this person. They've met all their end of the bargain. They have their financing. They're ready to go. So you're selling it to them. And so that, that can happen. Uh, if they don't want to go that route, they can also ask for 10% uh, of the purchase price as stipulated damages. So, I mean, and that's, you know, that's a pretty, that can be a pretty hefty sum depending on what the, the agreed purchase price is. You know, if you're talking a you know, $250,000 house, 10% of that is a, you know, pretty huge hit. So, you know, depending on who the defaulting party is, the other party could demand uh, that from you as stipulated damages. Now, of course, uh, it, it always is advantageous in these situations to, um, you know, work it out, uh, you know, more amicably than that, 
because in these situations, it would put, you know, put this property as the subject of litigation. And as soon as that happens, there are things you can file to cloud the title of that property, meaning that if they, you know, tried to transfer that property to somebody else, you know, when the title attorney like me is doing the, the title search, it would pop up in there that there's litigation surrounding this house. And so you can't transfer it to anybody because, you know, it could, who knows how the court case is going to work out. And so that can tie up a property for, you know, best case scenario would be probably a year uh, if it actually, you know, was thrown into an actual lawsuit and there was litigation. And if there's litigation, it could take up to three, you know, or more years uh, because, you know, litigation just takes a long time. That's just the way it is. So it always is better to try if you can to work something out that, you know, that everybody can live with rather than, you know, starting some big legal battle over, you know, enforcing this contract. So, you know, and generally you, you don't want to have to force somebody to, you know, to buy, to buy your house or uh, you don't want to be forced to sell your house. That generally just kind of creates a, a, a sticky situation that, you know, that nobody really wants. Like generally you want everybody to be happy in the situ situations because somebody's buying a house and somebody's, you know, selling their house, but uh, you know, it can, it can and does happen. But, you know, those are the options that you have if you were going to get out of the contract. So, you know, to, to reiterate, you know, the best one is just during that inspection period. If you decide it was a mistake, the easiest time to get out of the contract is just during that inspection period. Uh, otherwise, you're just going to have to, you know, hope that either there's a financing issue or an appraisal issue or something like that, which is, you know, still taking a risk because that may not happen. So really the inspection period, getting out of it during that time period is really the only kind of foolproof way to get out of the Louisiana uh, purchase agreement. So you should really, you know, be thinking hard before you sign a purchase agreement, you know, whether you really want to buy the, buy the property. And, you know, if you're the seller, you should really be thinking before you put your property on the market, you really should be sure that you want to sell it. But if you're a buyer, really be sure before you sign that purchase agreement that this is really the property you want. But if for some reason you've signed a purchase agreement and then you wake up the next day and it's not right, use that inspection period. So that inspection period is your time to really think about it and find out everything you can about that property uh, to get out of it. That's what it's there for. You know, otherwise you could very well be stuck, uh, you know, a, a, with that contract and you'd have to, you know, abide by it or, or possibly, you know, get sued in court and nobody wants to see that. So I hope y'all enjoyed that episode. I know it was kind of a short one, uh, but there are just not a lot of ways to get out of a a real estate contract uh, because it, you know, it is a serious obligation. It's a contract that you sign. So that's why it was kind of a short episode. If you're watching this on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to the channel so you can keep up with, with all the new episodes that come out. Um, if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, please give us a good rating. Uh, you know, tell your friends about it. Uh, follow us on social media. Uh, we're going to put the social media links down below. Um, and otherwise, we'll see y'all next time. Thanks for listening.